This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Five G has been around for a few years now. There's still plenty of folks not on a 5G device yet. So is upgrading to 5G now absolutely necessary? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me to discuss this is our resident 5G and phone expert, Lisa Itachiko. Welcome, Lisa. Hey, Roger. Thanks for having me. So 5G is pretty much a default on new phones, but that doesn't mean everyone is on it. So any sense of how many people are still on older 4G and 3G phones? Yeah, so you know, you're absolutely right. 5G is pretty standard on on most new phones today, but you know, people just don't upgrade their phones as often as they used to. For a long time, the default was every 2 years, you know, that was, you know, carrier contracts really kind of established that rule. But you know, we saw like a few years ago around 2019, there were a lot of studies published uh, saying that people were holding on to their phones for longer periods of time. So I think there probably are a lot of people out there that maybe purchased a phone in 2019 or earlier and don't have 5G. I don't have an exact number off the top of my head, but I would say people who purchased a phone before 2020 probably don't have 5G. 2020 was really the year where it started to become more standard and it started to get a lot cheaper in new devices. Right. And any any notion of why folks are still on these older devices? I think the answer really comes down to pricing. Phones are expensive. They're, you, you know, you'd have to pay, I would say, around $400 or higher to get a good phone with 5G. There are phones available that cost less than that, of course, but that's still a lot of money for people. Investing even $300 in a new phone is, is not something that people really want to do very often. So I think as long as um, for most people, if their phone functions well and they're not having any issues with it, there's really not a big reason to upgrade. So I, I think it comes down to the pricing and the fact that modern smartphones have gotten pretty good. And for most people's everyday tasks, they're, you know, a phone that's like three years old is totally fine. And there's a, there is a notion though right now that especially for folks on way older phones that run to just 3G, the carriers are starting to take down these 3G networks, repurpose some of that those frequencies for 5G. That that is a factor that folks have to consider with uh, with this coming year, right? So, if you have a 3G phone, yes, absolutely, you should upgrade. But honestly, 4G will probably be around for a long time. You know, one analyst I spoke with even said that your phone will probably be dead before you have to worry about 4G networks getting turned off. So I think if you have a 4G phone that's running really well and you don't have a, a compelling reason to upgrade other than 5G, you can probably wait, you know, wait for another reason to, to upgrade. Don't do it solely for 5G right now. But if you are buying a new phone, it is a good idea in general, if you can afford it, to, to buy a phone with 5G because it'll just make sure your phone lasts for years and years to come and you won't be missing out on anything. You know, right now, most of the 5G speeds you'll experience are, are pretty similar to 4G LTE anyway, so you won't really be missing out on much. 
But who knows, that could change over the next two years. And if you're the kind of person that wants to get the most out of your phone and, and doesn't want to upgrade again in two to three years, it is a good idea to buy a 5G phone if you can afford it. Uh, all good points. You, you talked about how that experience might potentially change. It's actually already changed quite a bit from the early days of 5G, right? Just talk a little bit about how things are now just relative to, you know, when 5G was just starting out, was just launching uh, in a couple of few cities. Yeah, so 5G is quickly becoming the standard the, the low band frequency of 5G that you'll experience most of the time in everyday life is available throughout the country right now. Uh, millimeter wave is a different story. Millimeter wave is the super fast version of 5G that, you know, I, I think a lot of people were kind of expecting years ago when, you know, 5G was mostly just hype before it was reality. But the thing about millimeter wave is that it's not available broadly. It operates at very short ranges and short distances because it has a hard time penetrating walls and other structures like that. So you're really only going to find millimeter wave in really small select areas like certain street corners in very popular cities or stadiums, things like that. So it's not really meant to be a substitute for your, your everyday you know, 4G LTE network. It's really meant for very specific circumstances. You know, you're at a concert or a football game and you want to still get coverage in, in an area like that where a lot of people are going to be using their phones at the same time. So that's that's only available in a handful of areas around the country. But what we're really seeing now is carriers building out their mid-band networks, which is really the sweet spot between low-band and millimeter wave 5G. It's, it's faster than 4G LTE, but it, it can operate at, at longer distances. So that's really where the industry is focusing right now. Got it. And, and yeah, we're, we're seeing this continued build-out of the mid-band spectrum, which hopefully means better and more coverage everywhere because... I know despite the advertisements, there are still lots of areas where 5G just isn't a thing yet. So hopefully that gets better. Uh, I want to talk about sort of the price aspect because that was the other issue you talked about. Like budget was a big factor. And I know in the early days there was a premium on 5G devices, but that's really not the case anymore, right? It's sort of baked into the phone, correct? Yeah, absolutely. It really is, has become standard on most new phones now. You know, I, I think back to 2019 when Samsung launched its first 5G phone, the Galaxy S10 5G, and it was so expensive. I think it cost $1,300 or something close to that when it launched. And that's very, very expensive and a lot more than most people are probably willing to spend on a phone. But now you can get 5G in phones that cost as little as $430. You know, the iPhone SE that now has 5G is only $430. Same thing with Samsung. They're putting it in their cheaper phones as well. There's the Galaxy A53 that's only 450 bucks, and that has all three flavors of 5G. So it, it really is standard, and I, I think for most people who can afford a phone that costs around $400 or more, they'll be able to get 5G. God, regardless, I think that was the issue for a lot of Particularly folks who are iPhone users, and for a little while it seemed like the it was like the top tier phones had 5G, but that's no longer the case, right? Even for an Apple user or an iPhone user, moving to a 5G device isn't really that, relatively speaking, not that expensive, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Apple has made it standard in their lineup too. So it's available across all models of the iPhone 12 and iPhone 13, which is great. And the iPhone SE, which is their cheapest 5G device. But the only issue that iPhone users are, are kind of dealing with right now is that there really isn't as much choice as Android. And that's always been the case to some degree, of course. But really, if, if you want a phone for less than $500, you only have the iPhone SE to choose from. And the iPhone SE is a great phone. I know we gave it a great review. There's a lot of value there. But you do have to compromise in certain areas that you don't have to compromise with when it comes to Android. For example, the iPhone SE has a, a pretty small screen. It's 4.7 inches, which is very small compared to most phones out there. Um, you know, it, it also has Touch ID. It doesn't have Face ID. It only has one main camera lens. These are all features that have become standard in even cheaper smartphones, bigger screens, more than one camera lens. But if you're looking to spend less than $500 and you still want 5G, that's the only option available for the iPhone. I'm hoping that changes this fall when we're expecting to see the iPhone 14. I'm really hoping that Apple will bring the iPhone 12's price down because I think that'll be a good deal for a lot of people. But with Android, like I said, you get these cheaper phones like the Galaxy A53, the upcoming Pixel 6a that do have big screens, do have more than one camera, and still support 5G. Got it. And uh, just to speak to the plans, roughly, I don't need you to go to the minutia of every single discounted plan or not, but generally, are, are the plans more expensive now with 5G, or is it just, again, sort of baked into the, the price? It's pretty much baked into the price most of the time. I think earlier in the rollout of 5G, you know, that might have been the case back then that maybe you had to pay a bit more. But right now, you know, carriers have been really aggressive about expanding their 5G networks. And, you know, if they expand their networks, it doesn't really help if people aren't signing up for those plans to take advantage of it, right? So they're also very motivated to bake it right into their um, their cheaper plans and all of their plans. So it, it is something that I think is becoming standard, not only in the phones, but in the plans that you'll get from these carriers. Got it. And la lastly, for folks who are insistent on sticking with their own phones, uh, whether it's 4G, and I guess not 3G at this point, but is that feasible? You sort of talked about the longevity of 4G. So like, do you really need to go to 5G? I think so. I think if you're holding on to your phone and it's a 4G phone, that's totally fine as long as it's still running well and you don't have any other issues with your phone, like with battery life or performance or something like that. There's no reason to upgrade right now. Hold on to your phone. Get the most out of it. But when you do buy a new phone, it is worth looking into a 5G phone, like I said, if you can afford it. But yes, if you do have a 4G phone, you're not going to have to worry about the network getting turned off in like two months or something like that. You'll still be able to get a lot out of it as long as it's performing well in other areas. Well, great. Thank you, Lisa, for your time and your advice. You can check out her story and the rest of our 5G series this week on CNET.com. If you have any questions, ping me on Twitter at Roger W. Chang. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.